Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, I bring you an on-fire message to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's such an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe that it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends. Post this on social media and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, please subscribe to our Evangelism on Fire over on Apple Podcast right now and leave us a review at the end of this episode of the part that you were inspired by the most. And spread the message of Evangelism on Fire forward. The youth today represent the future of our country. Many of them are putting their hope in everything other than God. They are being deceived. Grandparents aren't taking their grandkids to church like they did in the past. The church has been dwindling, which means the younger generation is not hearing about God and his word nearly as much as they used to. That's why it is so important for us to get in front of them and make sure that worldly desire is not leading them astray. We want to let them know that there is hope for them through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. In order to do this and to make an impact, we need your help. We need you to join us on this mission of being an inspiration for the younger generation. To do this, become a partner at Evangelism on Fire Ministry. Being a partner means making a commitment to give whatever you can to help us on our mission. We can't do this without you. We can't do this without the support of God's kingdom. Let's reach the world with the most important message that exists, the gospel message. Join us for the plans we have for ministry in 2023 by becoming an Evangelism on Fire Ministry partner by going to today's show notes and clicking on the giving link to become a monthly partner by setting up a monthly donation or go to our website evangelismonfire.com Click on the donate button to give a monthly reoccurring donation or a one-time gift. Thank you for joining us to give hope to the world. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Hey, welcome to today's pod episode. I've got a really cool episode today. This is episode 142. It's entitled Judaism and Biblical Christianity. I've got two quotes for you for the day from Billy Graham. Billy Graham once said, tears shed for self are tears of weakness, but tears shed for others are a sign of strength. Billy Graham is also known saying that being a Christian is far more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Christ. In Evangelism on Fire Nation, I don't have one scripture for you today. I don't have two scriptures for you today. Yes, I have three scriptures to kick this pod show off today. All right, here's the first scripture I'm going to put into your ear. It's John 3.16, and it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Here's the second scripture that I'm going to put into your ear. It's John 14, 6. 
And this is from Jesus himself. And the scripture says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Here's the third scripture that I want to drop into your spirit today. It's Acts 4.12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. All right, so today's episode, episode 142, is dedicated to taking a look at Judaism and taking a look at what we believe in in biblical Christianity. In Judaism, who is the key person or founder, the date and the location? Abraham of the Bible, about 2000 BC, and Moses in the Middle East. There are three main branches of Judaism. There's Orthodox, there's Conservative, and there's Reform, each with its own beliefs. What are the key writings of Judaism? The Tanakh, which is the Old Testament, and especially the Torah, which are the first five books of the Bible. The Talmud, which is the explanation of the Tanakh, teachings of each branch, writings of sages such as Maimonides. In Judaism, who do they believe that God is? They believe that God is a spirit. To Orthodox Jews, God is personal, all-powerful, eternal, and compassionate. To other Jews, God is impersonal, unknowable and defined in a number of ways and they do not believe in the trinity in judaism who do they believe jesus is this is their view jesus is seen either as an extremist false messiah or a good but martyred jewish rabbi which rabbi just means a teacher many jews do not consider jesus at all jews except messianic jews and hebrew christians do not believe he was the Messiah. They do not believe he was the Son of God or that he rose from the dead. Orthodox Jews believe the Messiah will restore the Jewish kingdom and eventually rule the earth. So in Judaism, who do they believe is the Holy Spirit? This is what they believe. Some believe the Holy Spirit is another name for God's activity on earth. Others say it is God's love or power. In Judaism, what do they believe about how to be saved? Some Jews believe that prayer, repentance, and obeying the law are necessary for salvation. Others believe that salvation is the improvement of society. In Judaism, what do they believe happens after death? They believe that there will be a physical resurrection, the obedient will live forever with God, and the unrighteous will suffer. Some Jews do not believe in a conscious life after death. Alright, so what are some other facts, beliefs, or practices with the Judaism religion? They believe in meeting in synagogues on the Sabbath, Sabbath is Friday evening to Saturday evening. They believe in circumcision of males. They believe that many holy days and festivals, including Passover, Sukkot, Hanukkah, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Purim. And in the Judaism religion, they believe that Jerusalem is considered the holy city. All right, Evangelism on Fire Nation. Now we're at our challenge time of today's pod episode. Our challenge time today is for you to take a good look at yourself, right? Take a good look at yourself, examine yourself to see. Got to take an assessment here. Remember, 
to know yourself is to lead yourself. So see right now how familiar you are with biblical Christianity. In other words, what do you believe in your pursuit of following Jesus? What is your knowledge of biblical Christianity? Do you know who the person or founder is of Christianity? Do you know the date and location it was founded? How about the key writings? Are you familiar with the key writings? Who is God? What do we believe about that in biblical Christianity? Who do we believe that Jesus is in biblical Christianity? And who do we believe that the Holy Spirit is? What do we believe about how to be saved? What do we believe happens after death? And What do we believe about some other facts, some other beliefs or practices within biblical Christianity? In biblical Christianity, who is the key person or who is the founder? What's the date and the location? Well, we believe that Jesus Christ founded biblical Christianity about AD 30 to AD 33 in the Judean province of Palestine, which is Israel today under the Roman Empire. Followers of Jesus Christ became known as Christian. In biblical Christianity, what do we believe about what the key writings are? Well, we believe that the Bible, God's Word, the best-selling book of all time, that is the key writings. 66 books of the Bible written originally in Hebrew and Aramaic, that's the Old Testament, and in Greek, the New Testament. Who do we believe is God in biblical Christianity? We believe the one God is triune. What does triune mean? One God in three persons. Not, let me say that again, not three gods. We believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Often the title God designates the first person, God the Father. God is a spiritual being without a physical body. He is personal and involved with people. We believe that God, that He created the universe out of nothing. We believe that He is eternal, changeless, holy, loving, and perfect. In biblical Christianity, who do we believe is Jesus? We believe that Jesus is God, the second person of the Trinity. As God the Son, He has always existed and was never created. He is fully God and fully man. The two natures join, not mixed. As the second person of the Trinity, he is co-equal with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. In becoming man, he was begotten through the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to salvation. And we believe that Jesus is eternal life. In biblical Christianity, we believe that Jesus died on a cross according to God's plan as full sacrifice and payment for our sins. We believe that he rose from the dead on the third day, spiritually and physically immortal. We believe that for the next 40 days, he was seen by more than 500 eyewitnesses. We believe that his wounds were touched and he ate meals. We believe that he physically ascended to heaven. And we believe that Jesus will come again visibly and physically at the end of the world to establish God's kingdom and judge the world. Who is the Holy Spirit in biblical Christianity? Well, 
This is what we believe. We believe that the Holy Spirit is God, the third person of the Trinity. We believe that the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force or energy field. We believe that the Holy Spirit, that he comforts, grieves, reproves, convicts, guides, teaches, and fills Christians. He is not the Father, nor the Son, Jesus Christ. In biblical Christianity, what do we believe about how to be saved? We believe that salvation is by God's grace, not by an individual's good works. We believe that salvation must be received by faith, in faith alone, in Christ alone. That's what we believe. We believe that people must believe in their hearts that Jesus died for their sins and physically rose again, which is the assurance of forgiveness and resurrection of the body. We believe that this is God's loving plan to forgive sinful people. In biblical Christianity, what do we believe about what happens after death? Well, we believe that all believers go to be with Jesus. We believe that after death, all people await the final judgment. Both saved and lost people will be resurrected. We believe that those who are saved will live with Jesus in heaven. And we believe that those who are lost will suffer the torment of eternal separation from God, and that's hell. We believe that Jesus' bodily resurrection guarantees believers that they too will be resurrected and receive new immortal bodies. In Evangelism on Fire Nation, here's some other facts, some other beliefs, and some other practices with biblical Christianity. We believe in group worship. Group worship is usually done in churches. It can be done wherever two or three or more are gathered. Worship can take place absolutely anywhere. We do not believe in secret rites. We believe in two sacraments. One is water baptism and the Lord's Supper, also known as communion. We believe in active, voluntary, missional efforts. We believe that we get the honor and privilege to aid those who are in need such as the poor, widows, orphans, and downtrodden. We as Christ followers believe that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah promised to Israel in the Old Testament, the Tanakh. And we believe that Jesus said his followers would be known by their love for one another. Evangelism on Fire Nation, as we close out our series on what I call the Big Five World Religions, we have looked at five world religions Starting with our belief in biblical Christianity, we've looked at the Buddhism religion. We did an overview of the Islam religion, the Hinduism religion, and today we ended with Judaism. What is the value of looking at these big five, the big five religions? Again, that's Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, and Judaism. What is the value of knowing those other world religions? Well, the value is the more we know about other faith perspectives of people that we share the boom with, that we share the gospel message with, man, we become more equipped. We become more confident on how to better relate to individuals based on their faith perspectives. This will empower us to be more confident as we evangelize to those that God puts into our path. So I hope that this series has equipped you and empowered you, inspired you, 
made you more rooted and grounded in your faith as a Christ follower, as a Christian, and that you feel that you can more confidently relate to other people with different world religious views. In Evangelism on Fire Nation, look, I want you to be more rooted and grounded in knowing who you are. Again, remember, to know yourself is to lead yourself. I want you to know more about who you are as a Christian. So what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who believes in Jesus Christ and follows his teachings. We just covered the key writings, the key teachings of the Christian faith. As we close out today's pod show, let's take a deeper look at what it means to be a Christian. A Christian is someone who believes in Jesus Christ and follow his teachings. Not just believe in his teachings, but follow his teachings. The best-selling book of all time, God's Word, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. This means that when we become a Christian, we may look the same on the outside, but something has changed forever on the inside. Yes, there are various metaphors to describe what it's like at the moment we become a Christian. Some metaphors like we come under new ownership or we've been born again or we've changed country. But here's the deal. Christ followers believe that God sends his Holy Spirit to live within everyone at that moment. The best-selling book of all time teaches that the sign and marker of a new life in Christ is baptism. In becoming a Christian, a person has changed their direction of their life. They have repented. They have done a 180. They've changed the direction of their life, living for themselves and living for Christ as their savior and leader. Instead of following their own desires and ambitions, they said sorry to God for all the wrong they have said and done and have committed themselves to go in a new direction, following Jesus and putting their trust in him. Man, I absolutely love the Bible book of Romans. This book refers to that new lifestyle. You, you are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, listen, Christianity teaches that this repentance and new faith restores a person's relationship with God because God is willing to forgive and give each person a fresh start. And look, I'm going to tell you something, Evangelism on Fire Nation, you already know this, but people are looking for a fresh start. They're looking for a new life, a new start more today than they ever have in the history of mankind. And look, a fresh start, a restart, this is a gift that only comes from Jesus Christ. It is like they have a supernatural shower and have been washed completely cleaned. Man, this is what happens when you become a new creature in Christ. This is what happens when you give your life to Jesus and you become born again. And as a result, they have a relationship with God, which will continue forever. We as Christians believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, as we've been speaking about all through this pod episode, and that he lived as a man on earth about 2,000 years ago. 
but Jesus himself is divine. He is one person of a three-person God, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We as Christ followers believe the accounts of the Bible which say Jesus was miraculously conceived and lived for about 30 years. Some say 33 and a half years. But between that range, 30 to 33 and a half years, before beginning three years of traveling around the Middle East, teaching about God and healing sick people. Christianity teaches that Jesus was betrayed, tried, and convicted on false charges and executed by crucifixion but listen to this. He rose from the dead and reappeared to hundreds of people. He then ascended to heaven to be with God. In the future, there will be a time of judgment. After that, those who have put their trust and faith in Jesus will be with him in eternity, as I mentioned earlier in this pod show. But listen, it's so good and so necessary to be mindful of this. Of course, I had to mention it again. And we as Christ followers, we should be engaging in evangelism as an act of lifestyle. The concept of evangelism has been around since the earliest days of the church. Evangelism, put simply, is sharing the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. Many people call it the great news of Jesus Christ. This happens anytime we share our faith or anytime we tell someone who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Evangelism on Fire Nation, remember that your story, your God story, your testimony, the story of what Jesus has done for your life, what he has done in your life, how he has changed your life is the most powerful story that exists on planet Earth because it's your story. No one can refute what Jesus Christ has done in your life. I want to encourage you to tell your story. Tell someone. Evangelize the good news by sharing your story and how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. And truth bomb of the day right here for you. Thoughts on how we evangelize have certainly changed and shifted as the church has changed and shifted, both in response to the world we live in and as theological understanding has grown. This has also led many believers to doubt whether or not they are gifted and capable enough to share the gospel. This is why it's so important to continue to search the scripture to study the origins of evangelism, as well as Jesus' commands and promise pertaining to evangelism will provide clarity. Listen, you will be provided clarity when you search the scriptures on evangelism and you will be empowered you will be helped to move forward and see how Jesus makes it possible for you and for each Christ follower to follow his command to share our faith in evangelism on fire nation. I want to encourage you to continue to listen to our weekly episodes that I drop in your ear every Tuesday. That will give you the clarity, the inspiration, the motivation, and the boldness and confidence that you need to continue to move forward and sharing your faith in Jesus with others. In one of the greatest ways evangelism on fire nation for you to have a mindset to live a lifestyle actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others is by praying 
this prayer every day. Let's join together and pray daily for number one, laborers for the harvest. The harvest is ripe and the laborer is you. Let's pray daily for laborers for the harvest. Number two, let's pray daily to bear much fruit personally and corporately as the church. When we bear much fruit personally from being in the best-selling book of all time, digesting God's word daily, man, let me tell you something. God's going to empower us to live a lifestyle of evangelism. He will do it for you. Number three, let's pray for supernatural encounters as we go about our daily life and open opportunities to share the gospel. I'm telling you, Evangelism on Fire Nation, pray that prayer daily and see, check out the God opportunities that he will create for you to share your story about how Jesus has changed your life. He will use you in a great, mighty, and powerful way if you pray that prayer daily. And number four, let's commit to joining, saying this prayer daily. Let's pray for the lost souls and the indifferent to be awakened to the gospel. Did you hear that? Let's pray. Let's join together and pray daily for lost souls and the indifferent to be awakened to the gospel. And here's the last thing that we could join together and pray together. And I'm talking, let's pray this prayer daily, okay? Let's pray for open doors to share the gospel. Did you hear that? Pray for open doors to share the gospel. I'm telling you, evangelism on fire. If we join together daily and we pray this prayer together, laborers for the harvest, pray to bear much fruit personally and corporately, pray for supernatural and encounters to meet people so we can tell someone about Jesus and what he has done for us. We can share the gospel message with them. We join together and pray daily that lost souls in the indifferent will be awakened to the gospel and we join together daily. I'm talking about daily every day for open doors to share the gospel. Listen, buckle up evangelism on fire nation. Pray that prayer daily and watch God bust open the doors of opportunity for you to tell someone about Jesus. God bless you. Have the best week of your life. And I will see you next week for a new pod episode. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out the show notes for a description of today's show along with other details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate feedback evangelism on fire nation so share a review on apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most and if no one has told you lately god loves you i love you you matter and you have divine purpose now it's time to go out there and share the boom the gospel message with others make sure to join me for our next episode